Hey, episode 14 with your co-host Ryan and Paul. Hey, Paul and Ryan, you know what it is. We got a very special guest today. Very special guest. Very, very special. Chef Fendo. Hey, He's Chef house. man, celebrity chef, fucking food connoisseur. I'm talking about meal prep guy in this place. You feel me? My boy, Chef Fendo. He does it all. He does it all. He does catering. He does, you know, he's working with, uh, go ahead, fill that one down for me, man. I ain't gonna pump you up, bro. Go ahead, run me down man. Nah, bro, you good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But now, like, you know, I'm Chef Fendo. Um, I do private events, private dinners, uh, meal prep. Um, I did, like, my main focus is pretty much uh, sports nutrition. That's what I got my degree in. And uh, I do meal prep for professional athletes, so, um, some celebrities, and uh, um, so on and so forth. Who are, who are some of your uh, current clients you're working with right now? Um, my current clients right now um, is a uh, play for the New York Jets, Stephen McClendon. Cool. Um, I have a couple of clients on um, the um, Atlanta Falcons team, Brandon Powell. I just I just got another client, uh, CJ. Um, I just got another client from the Atlanta Braves, uh, Mike uh, Shurik, uh, Shurik. I, I can't pronounce his last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our last name. No doubt, no doubt. But yeah, I didn't cook for, for some of the best, and um, they and I, I cooked for Jalen Hurts. Um, I cooked for Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. Um, hey. a, lot of, a lot, like a lot of people, like it's, it, they they come. They get the they benefits and they, they got to move on to the next thing. Let me ask you a question, Fendo. Like, as far as, because I know I, I know how talented you are culinary-wise, right? So so I want to know, man, like, as far as your appeal to these, you know, uh, athletes who are performing at this high level, man, like, what do you concentrate on, right? It's a balanced meal, right? So a starch, a protein, a vegetable, but, like, in your head, right, when you're preparing meals for these people, like, what do you concentrate on? Just just so the regular, you know, Joe Schmo can know as far as meal prepping. Yeah, like first first off, uh, you just got to start with stuff they're familiar with, stuff that mama used to make. Um, I try to concentrate on comfort food, but uh, and um, it's, it's really helped me tremendously. They feel more comfortable eating it. And I just put a small little healthy twist on it enough to where I can just be able to point out like, hey, if you eat this, this will be able to benefit you on the field. And and you can go on, and it, it also diverses them into trying new things. That's what, that's my ultimate goal because you have some football players out here they don't even want to eat spinach, right. like real talk. And like I'll just you know just put a little splash of splash of vegetables here, splash of vegetables there, and then once they get comfortable enough, they just you know they end up liking the food, you know. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, What's your favorite thing to cook, man? Let's, let's, let's run down the line, man. I, I want to know. Like, that's the crazy. I get that. I get asked that question almost every day. But the thing about it is, I don't have a favorite thing to cook. I just like to cook because every time I cook, I learn something. Even mm-hmm. if I didn't cook it a hundred and one times, um, I'll learn something from it. It can be a small, minute detail that I can just be like, okay. I could have did this different to elevate this product, you know, whether it's um, color-wise, because you know, I might it, might it might taste great, but the red is a little too dark. Okay, what can I do to lighten up this red pasta dish just a little bit? 
or um, what can I do to char this the right way? What, what technique can I brush? Should I use a flamethrower or anything like that? It's, um, it's more of an art to me. So it's whatever you put in front of me or whatever challenge I may face, like it, that's what gets me. I just like to enjoy, I just enjoy cooking, period. How'd you get uh, started cooking? What, what got you interested in the profession? Man, um, professionally, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what got me into professionally, but like cooking just been a part of my family. Mm -hmm. Like ever since I was little, like, like my family was the only family throwing any kickback, barbecue, like literally somebody could have just had some, that got some type of good news. And my parents were the one to go, Hey, bring everybody over. We finna do something. And we was a part of that process as kids, of course. Mm -hmm. So I remember the first time my dad, he let me make potato salad. Yeah, and I don't know. Man, I don't know about any other black families, but I know in you can't family, mess that up. Come on, you come on, mess up the potatoes. Who's bringing the macaroni and who's bringing the potato salad? Let's get real. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my dad, he lit. You know, he trained me on like making on making potato salad multiple times, and he finally let me do it by myself the entire process, the presentation and everything. And I killed it. And like, hey. everybody was coming to me saying, hey, you did a good job making that potato salad. Oh man, I, I ain't never had no potato salad taste like this, this and that and the third. And I I felt it. That was it. I was, I was what, nine years old? Mm-hmm. I was nine years old and I felt that was the bug that had caught me and ever since then I was always somehow in the kitchen and involved somehow and just trying to learn new things that would just, you know, bring out my potential. Dope. Now earlier you said uh, color was very important to you and that's something that I've heard from a lot of professional chefs that to them it is like an art, you know, it is a canvas. It's like the food is kind of like, um, you know, like paint and like a paintbrush to them. And they really, they really are making something visually pleasing for the person who is going to be eating or consuming whatever you're making. How important is presentation to you? That's the number one thing out of anything. Because when a person first sees the food, they, they, they taste it with their eyes, first yeah. of all. Like, right. if it's something, if it, if anything is off, they're not going to, they're not going to try it, especially when it comes to these athletes, because they're used to what they're used to. If it's off in any way, shape, or form, they're not messing with it. They, they will go the complete other way. Ain't no talking to them. Ain't no nothing. They're not eating, you know? Right. So that's why when, like, when you're plating and, like, you're picking out the vegetable versus the protein versus the carb, you always want to look at the color contrast. How can I bring out the dish? So, like, it's like first impressions of everything. You know, as soon as they look at it, they're like, okay, I'll try this and see how it is. But if it's something just small and they're just not used to it at all, like, for instance, if they see some seeds on some teriyaki chicken, they be like, yo, my mom ain't never did that. <laughs> <laughs> so the, and that would completely throw them off. So it, it's, yeah. it's like it's like it's it's things like that, and you have to know your audience, right? 
Um, as far as your, uh, you know, because you, you have these names that you take care of, and I know you were doing uh, the Georgia football team for a while, right? Georgia yeah. University. On the yeah. football team for about two years after I graduated. Yeah, absolutely. So, so your entrepreneur experience, man. Since you jumped into the culinary world, you got your culinary degree, and I mean, obviously, cooking is like a it's like a natural thing that comes to you, right? You got a love for cooking, right? You gotta yeah. you gotta have a love for cooking and be able to do it. But uh, your entrepreneur experience, man, especially right now during COVID nineteen, man. How how's it been, honestly? Like how how's your you know, how's that experience been for you and, and how have you been able to either grow or how have you been able to step back and, and reevaluate what you're doing as an entrepreneur? Um, as an entrepreneur, like during the COVID, of course I had to take a seat, look back at things, evaluate the situation. But I will say that it brought out the most in me. Like, uh, you know, if anybody's getting pinned up in the corner, that's when their best potential comes out. And like, and that's exactly what happened. I had to figure out a way because I worked, I've, I've been working for myself for so long after I left Georgia. I was like, I'm not finna go work for somebody else. You know, yeah. like I'm, I, I have to figure this out. And I, that was like the best part about it. Like once you figure it out, figure out what you need to do and just find that target audience that you wanna, um, you wanna cater to and receiving the benefit behind that, like, you know, you seeing where you making mistakes at. You can actually critique yourself on the business side of things. Like, okay, I'm spending too much money on this. I need to bring that down. Okay, I'm sell this this product is selling more than anything. I need to start pushing this product out more. Like it's certain things like that you have to um, look out for. And like another big part of my entrepreneur is my brother. Um, my brother Clement Fenderson, he's been like, I'm I'm just a kitchen guy. Like, just put me in the kitchen, front of the stove, we good, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. right. On, on the business side of things, my brother, you know, he, he has his degree in marketing and everything. And he's worked like many different kinds of jobs from dishwashing on up to digital marketing for, you know, some major company. And he's able to learn things from each experience and bring them into my business. And that has been, the, I, I think, the most beneficial, beneficial factor of uh, my entrepreneur because I'm able to learn from him. I'm able to you know, get critiqued by him and not feel some type of way, not build up this wall of self-defense. And I feel as though that's a problem with a lot of entrepreneurs. Now they're not able to take that constructive criticism and talk to them like they like they, they're not willing to digest it and you know right. it, you know develop themselves into something better because like if if you want to if you if you want to keep doing the same damn thing go ahead keep doing keep doing what you're doing but you ain't finna make no money yeah you ain't gonna make money like if what you're doing is not selling or uh, it's not appealing to anybody. Yeah, yeah, you you making cook your ass off and and all that. But if you if you don't have a some type of savvy of finessing your way to getting your product to the consumer, that's gonna be the problem. Now, what are some uh, different things that you're doing now that you weren't doing at graduation? Since you were saying, you know, you had to learn how to kind of adapt and uh, you know get that build that business savvy. 
um, I had to listen more. I had to cool. really open my eyes. And um, like I said, my brother, he's one of the biggest critics that I ever. I, it could be something that's I've created, and he'll just be like, "Man, you could have did better on this." And like, he's not a he's he's not no food critic or anything, but his um, his input I ha- is is a high value to me. Mm-hmm. And he's no different from the common customer. So if he says it good, of course, then I'm like, okay, I'm on to something. Let me see where can I improve to, you know, elevate me or separate me from any other chef. How yeah. is, uh, I was going to ask, how has COVID kind of impacted your business? Are you still able to travel uh, to your clients or are you? Uh, cooking the food and then kind of like freezing it and sending it out? Um, I have been blessed with the opportunity I had. And I actually got an investor. Cool. Um, I, at the time, I was like, I, all my NFL clients left. And I was maybe down to like maybe three clients. But one of them, he enjoyed the food so much, he actually decided to invest. And when he invested, I was able to get a shared kitchen space. And that way I was able to produce food, COVID safe, um, and deliver my meals, you know, at a social distance. And that has been one of the things that has separated me from other people. And people are starting to look for in the market right now. Because if you, like, they don't, they don't want you all in your face. If, you know, they want to leave it at the door or have a specific delivery time or the way they want it delivered. That's the things that you have to look out for and be able to cater to the customer because, you know, the, the saying goes, the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. Hey, to be honest with you, man, that's fucking excellent business savvy. It's like, you know, if I'm an NFL player, I know all my boys who I play with are going to want, you know, they still want to stay healthy. They still want to stay active. They still want that food regimen, right? Why wouldn't I invest and promote a guy that I met who's taking care of me to take care of all of them? I mean, you're making money in, in the same sense, but also growing your your market, your market share, right? Helping you out in the same sense, man. That's, Jesus, that's, that's, that's amazing. And it was an amazing experience. And like through that, through that entire process, I had to learn a lot about myself. And I, cause I knew nothing about, yeah, he wanted to invest, of course, but he wanted to make sure he was investing in the right thing. I had to sit there, come up with numbers, do a pitch, had to do the whole nine. It was like exactly like Shark Tank. Never been put into a situation like that. And I really had to really dig deep into myself to actually sit there, learn, and be able to, how can I say it, just, uh, you know, talk, because I'm I'm not that type of person. I'm to myself, and I had to seem confident in my product and make him believe that my product is, is going to do what it's going to do to sell in order to to turn around the profit so he can get his money back. Right, facts, return on investment, baby. Yeah, and now, it, was a, it was a major experience for me, and like, I'm, I'm glad it happened. Like, and my brother, he coached me through it. He had told me things to say, 
Some things not to say. He was pretty much like, get to the point. Like, we not worried about your history, none of that. Like, how are we going to make money? Right. Like, that's, 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 that's what I want to know. The what bottom line, doing? bro. The bottom line. That's it. What you've been doing, and why do you need me? And if you need me, what am I going to be doing? Like, what is my money going to do to help you grow? Those, that's it. The only thing that's important. Uh, I wanted to ask, are you working with a fixed menu, a set menu, or or are you kind of uh, switching things up based on the client? Um, I have my own set menu that I send out twice a week. I deliver mm-hmm. two times a week, and I just create the menu off of how I feel, um, uh, what uh, things I actually want to cook, um, and it's it's been a very great experience. And people, I've, I've I've been getting a lot of great feedback, and my customers, I mean my clientele, they have no like you know, I let them know that hey, you know if it's something that you have a problem with, just let me know and I'll fix it. That's that's it. Right. Right. We're not, not paying no small amount of money for that meal prep. Like you, you got people paying like three hundred dollars a week just for some food Monday through Friday, and for some you know just some for some regular portion meal, maybe six ounces of protein, you know, a cup of carbs and a cup of vegetables. You know, to the you know to the next person that seems like man, why I'm spending my money on this? I can do this myself. Well, I had to put, I had to make sure I had put out a product that separates my cooking from their cooking. It would seem like they were like, yo, I, there's no way I could have recreated this. Now, speaking of uh, regular portions, um, what's a, I guess, a quick meal suggestion that you can give us that we can kind of make at home or attempt to make at home during quarantine? Um, that's, that's fairly Something easy. that would, you know, be healthy as well. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but that's the thing. Anything can be healthy. Yeah. You just need to know what to put into it. Okay, you okay. Know, right. That's, that's, that's a, um, like, like right now, um, one of my clients, he, he's lactose. It was a very simple, that's a very simple um, fix right there. You know, instead of using heavy cream or milk or 2% milk, just go grab me some coconut milk. You know what I mean? The product will still come out the same. You probably have the just a, just a tad bit, but other than that, it's it's very simple. But as for um, as for something that um, y'all can cook, it's real simple: grilled chicken, some asparagus, some roasted potatoes. That's my go-to. Roasted okay. potatoes, asparagus. Roasted potatoes, bro. Come on, on a sheet pan. You feel me? Season up. Hey. There's no way you can mess that up. And then of using some type of saturated fat like canola oil or some type of vegetable oil, grab you some grapeseed oil or some avocado oil. Like hey. these oils are very hey. beneficial to the body. Like your body needs fat. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So like that's what you know, you have a lot of people that they they they'll come to me and be like, yeah, um, I need a meal prep and I need this amount of fat and this amount of carbs. And I'm like, that's that's totally wrong. Who who gave you this information? Because whoever gave you this information telling you that you just need to eat egg whites is totally wrong. Because actually, you know, the cholesterol in the egg is actually good for you. So I highly suggest that you actually eat the whole egg instead of just eating egg whites. You know, right. like, why wouldn't you want those good nutrients in your body? 
Hey, on that note, I got a, I got a strong question, man. And this might be taboo, but you know, you get these, you get these nutritionists, right? Who come out here and give these people these plans and give these people these breakdowns. And it's as interesting as you just said what you just said, right? Like, like, like that, like that fat, because I know that for a fact too, right? That fat is what gives you the energy to go on throughout your day. If you don't have that balance, uh, that balance of uh, fat and nutrition in your diet, you feel sluggish during the day. You know what I mean? Am I wrong in saying that? I mean, you deal with a lot of athletes, man. So you know what, what will boost their energy up and what they look for as far as uh, performance. You know, so, so you know, do a lot of nutritionists when they give these guys these breakdowns, does it kind of like, you know, clash with what you would recommend a lot of times or, or what do you think? Well, uh, the, some, of the, some of the nutritionists that I've worked with, no, we've never clashed when it came to diet plans. We was all, pretty much always on the same page. And uh, if it was something that I needed to change, it's something very small. They'll probably want me to add a little bit of something due to the body type of the guy. Like, if I'm feeding the offensive lineman, of course, right. he, he needs about 3,900 calories. Right. Versus, like, versus, like, a punter who only needs maybe 2,200 calories. So, right. uh, yeah, like, you know, in that aspect, no, I haven't clashed with anyone. Like, most of the um, nutrition that I work with always give very sound advice. And if we do come to um, a disagreement about something, we talk it out. And I give my reasoning for why do I need to put this in the food for them right. to have. Because you can have all the healthy stuff in the world in that plate. And they will sit there and look at it and flip the table over and be like, I'm not eating this. So would you rather for them to flip the table over and not eat the food? Or would you rather have them consume an extra 200 calories, which they're going to burn anyway because they're such a productive athlete. Right. They're going to burn that walking around the house. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, you know, like, they, they, burn yeah. these calories, they burn calories in their sleep, you know? Right. So, like, is, like, I'm not, really, yeah. Yeah, like, so you really have to be on the lookout for those things. And, like, um, I've been, you know, blessed enough to talk to some uh, nutrition that has worked with some very top-tier athletes. Now, I'm not sure if you follow up with your clients in this way, um, but have you seen any improvements, uh, whether it be, I guess, in their physicality or their uh, performance on the field after you've worked with them for some time? Uh, yes. Uh, one of my clients, uh, Stephen McClendon, he plays for the New York Jets and like he's personally come to me and thanked me and told me that, yo, I feel so much better when I'm playing football. I don't feel sluggish. Um, I feel more active. I feel faster. And like, actually he was able to actually like build muscle while he was losing weight. And right. he, he felt more powerful and was able to just, just more aggressive on his own attitude and mindset, um, just on food alone was able to change him to be like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. I'm going to stick with him and let him keep feeding me this food because it's, you know, the taste is great. And that's, that's the key point. He don't want any bland food. So yeah. Yeah. It, 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 the taste is great. So right. it tastes like this. 
but still be beneficial to me on the field, that's what I need, and that's what I want. I was just going to ask, have you ever thought of, um, I guess, publishing any meal plans for, like, the stay-at-home athlete for for anybody to, like, reach out and maybe, you know, pay you in that way for, for something that they can do at home, even if you can't reach out to them and give them home-cooked meals yourself? Uh, no, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm still in the stages of building my brand. And it's a very hectic process. You know, I have to juggle many hats. And it's like, it, 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 at the end of the day, it's still amazing. You, you know, see, I'm trying to find my way to a Fendo meal. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that, Fendo? Where's that? You need to cut the bell, man. Yo, hey, hey, hey. Yo, it's coming. Once I, once cool. I get everything set, and, um, you know, because, like, right now, I'm in the process of, build, uh, of building standards, mm-hmm. you know? And the beginning of this whole thing, I'm just freestyling off the top of my head. You know, I can do this, I can do that. But now, right. now that I have clientele coming in, reaching out to me, and they, you know, they got their list of demands or list of allergies, I have to come up with some certain standards for, you know, not only myself. So mm-hmm. um, let's say I made um, some type of chicken with some rice and some, um, some type of green bean or anything like that that product has to be the same exact way the next time I make it. Because if it's not, it's, it's going to be like, yo, something was different about Yeah. Hey, consistency is key. Yep. Um, like, yeah, like, like I said, consistent, um, consistency. And that's the thing that, that a lot of people look for when, they, when, they get, when they're reaching out for meal prep. They like they are you constantly on time? Are the meals constantly good? You know, is the presentation constantly on point? Like, am I gonna constantly run into problems? Because if I'm gonna constantly run into problems, I can take this money and go somewhere else. Exactly, exactly. So I got a two-part question, Fendor. First of all, I want to know what your favorite dish is, right? What's your favorite thing to cook is, and second of all, for the people at home who are listening, who are gonna tune in to this. Uh, what do you recommend for them on some quarantine or some lean? You know what I mean? Uh, they're just taking walks or riding bikes. Like, what do you recommend for them to do? But first and foremost, what's your favorite thing to cook? Man, um, I have errors in that. Like, you know, at one point in time, it was steak. Another point in time, it was uh, fish. But right now, my favorite thing to cook is lamb. Like, any part of the lamb, leg lamb, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to plan an event where I can actually cook a whole lamb and have and have people come over. And, and like, I don't know what it is about lamb, but it just tastes so good. It's, 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 it's I, don't, I think it's the fat content in lamb, but still having that beef texture. Exactly. So that's that, that, that's if I, if I had to choose one thing, the last thing that I could eat right now is definitely lamb. All right. And for the people at home, and for, and for the people at home, man, drop it on them, man. Like, give, okay. give them some tips. Give them some. Give them some. You know, some um, stuff. Okay. knowledge. Um, doing this quarantine, of course, you're sitting around a lot. You know, you're not doing that much, especially if you're working from home. Um, I highly, highly, highly suggest sticking to very lean protein. Stay away from beef because it's harder to digest, um, you know, in your system. It, and it, 
it just it just takes a lot more to for everything it makes you feel sluggish and you know it, it takes away from your energy because it's so hard to digest you know if anything they need to stick to chicken skin, like boneless skinless chicken thighs skinless chicken breast um also turkey like you know ground turkey turkey breast and um if you do if you're feeling if you're feeling like you're missing out if you're feeling like you're missing out and you want to get some type of fat in your system anything like that you know just you know grab you some duck you know um the breast preferably because any other part is going to be too much um but if though if you stick to that also fish fish as well especially yeah. like salmon cod um, grouper, snapper, the cod. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like grouper, snapper. Like if, you, if you're sticking to like good white fish, besides tilapia, I don't know where this fad came from with tilapia. That's a fact. Stay away from tilapia. Yes, it's cheap, and you can fry it up real quick. But if for you know my personal preference and preference of all my clients. They will prefer to stay as far as way they can from um, from that. But you know, but as for vegetables, any vegetables, great carrots, green beans, co- even collard greens if you fix it the right way. Um, what else? Uh, my favorite is definitely zucchini and squash and peppers. Like if you just get a nice olive oil or grapeseed oil and sprinkle over there, and you can get your Whatever um, seasoning you can grab from the store that's already pre-made, just sprinkle it over and give it a nice grill and get that caramelization in there, you're golden. Um, as for your, um, your carbs, of course, you're gonna, you want to um, you know, stick to the best is um, sweet potatoes, of course, because it's slow-burning carbs. But um, if you don't, if you're not that, if you're not a sweet potato person, get some red potatoes, some fingerling potatoes, um, they have purple potatoes, which I that I like the most is you know roast them off gives a um, gives a different look. It's, it's like you're eating something new, but it still tastes like a rusty potato. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, man. Now we got less than a little less than three minutes left. Um, I guess let us know where we can find you online, and then uh, tell us I guess what you got coming up next. What's next for um, Fendo? Find me at yeschef underscore fendo and on IG. Um, that's same, the same goes for on Facebook. I'm on those two platforms right now, just building content, letting um, my clientele see different things versus my meal prep and my private events that I do for them. Um, but um, besides that, I'm also, excuse me. Um, besides that, I'm also um, building my website right now. It's uh, yesfendo.com. You can go there and you know order your meals. But it, I will say it's still under construction right now. Um, um, it will be up and ready by next month, and people will be able to um, buy buy meals from that site that will be very nutritious and healthy to them. Yeah. Hey, hey we got Chef Fenderson right here. Chef Fendo, celebrity chef. Hey, dropping some knowledge on us, dropping some 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 knowledge about nutrition on us. It's the Kai. It's Ryan Episode Kai. 14. That's yes, right. Sir. Full speed ahead. You know what it is. Thank you, Fenderson. Thank you. Appreciate you for coming on, Fendo. Seriously.
Nah, thank you, bro. Hey, really hey, check out the end of the card. We're gonna have some footage. Finno gonna provide us with some footage of some uh, some uh, recipes he put together on some. Uh, uh, hey, check it out. We here, keeping us healthy. Thank you. Let's, let's get it. The card. Peace.